This is an ABC podcast. Does this ever happen to you? It's Thursday night, your night to prepare dinner, and you look at the time and it's already 7 o'clock. So you've got two options. You can start cooking now, which could take up to an hour, and you've got to hope that you've got all the ingredients for the recipes you've just Googled, or you can order in, which mostly for me means eating something unhealthy and costing me way more money. For me, this happens far too often, and it's really hurting my bank balance and probably adding to my waistline. But what would you say if I told you there is a better way? And it starts with just being a little bit prepared. On the menu today, practical food tips to keep your grocery bill down, taste buds happy and time on your side. I'm Nazim Hussain and this is The Pineapple Project. Like any sort of diet or exercise regime, it does become a chore. Like, I love it. I'm good at cooking. We do it every week. But it's still a chore. I've got to force myself to do it. It's just like the mopping or the folding or, you know, if I want to have a, a productive week, I've got to get this done. This is Pat, the self-styled king of meal prep. I uh, am a machine operator, recently relocated to Toowoomba in Queensland, and I love to cook. Can you tell me about growing up, Pat? Were you always someone that was good with money? No, no, definitely not. I've had some good times and some bad times. Um, my family was pretty poor, mm -hmm. to say the least. Like, mum and dad worked really, really hard to give us everything that they could, but there was definitely limitations to that. How much do you spend per week on groceries? Uh, on an average for two people, and this will get us from a Friday to the following Saturday, about $154 a week on average this year. You've done the maths? Done the maths. Until recently, Pat was working in a FIFO job with some very tidy perks, like... Meals being included. But when that gig ended, Pat found himself in the same quandary as the rest of us, having to actually source his own meals. And when you're young and you want to do some travelling, maybe put some cash away for a rainy day, you need a strategy. You can't just order up a dozen oysters on Uber Eats every time you feel peckish. That is how Pat found meal prep. And Pat doesn't do things in halves. Usually meal prep will come on a Sunday just because of what we've got on. Let me get this right. So you meal prep weekly on $154 approximately. You make meals for the entire week for you and your wife. Yes, what, easily. What? So we will do a click and collect order every Thursday or Friday depending on what we got on. So we pick that up over the weekend. So what you just you just order the, the ingredients, no special food service delivery thing? No way, not just ingredients. So you, you cook it up once a week on a Sunday... And then you've made 50 meals, effectively. Anywhere from 30 to 50, yeah. 30 and then to 50. I don't spend, other than dinners, I don't spend more than 10 minutes a day in the kitchen for the rest of the week. Wow. I take the food out of the fridge and I go. The big problem with your um, routine, I'm just going to say it flat out, Pat, is that you're making 50 meals, but uh, if you don't like day one of the meals, you're stuck with them for another four days. <laughs> oh, man. So that's I wonder a big, how long a big... it would take you to say that because this is probably the number one feedback I get. People say to me, how do you eat that all week? Uh, you just have to get the mindset of having to learn, you know. Mm. You have to get in the learning mindset. Basically, that's Pat speak for just deal with it. You've made 400 servings of spag bowl, you're eating them. And every day you'll be reminded that you really should have used quite a bit less salt in the recipe because you're drinking two litres of water with every meal. So there are downsides to prepping all your meals ahead of time. But for Pat, the upsides outweigh them because he is saving cash. And a lot of it. And he doesn't put too much salt in because Pat can actually cook. But even when you're prepping meals ahead of time, some ingredients are just pretty costly. 
Like, I could probably eat my mum's coconut chicken curry every meal for a week, but I think she uses some pretty fancy stuff to get those Sri Lankan flavours popping. So I wonder, what is a super cheap meal to prep? So I'm going to call it the tuna rice dish. Yeah. It's just two tins of tuna, rice, and a sauce of your choosing. So if you go to the home brand stuff of all this yep. uh, and you make the right amounts and without going too, too hectic, mm-hmm. this will come down to $1.60 per serve. <laughs> Two 400 grams tins of tuna. I actually looked this up this morning before I came. It's $4.25, so $8.50 there. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then rice is only $2 a bag, and you only need 75 grams of rice, give or take. So you're only spending a couple of dollars on rice there. Plus your sauce. So if you get a home brand sauce, whether it's pasta sauce or a teriyaki or a sweet and sour or whatever, you should be able to pick them up for about $2 to $2.50. So this will make you five serves, and you divide that by five, and you'll get anywhere from $1.60 to about $1.95. Whoa. Depending. And it's got heaps of protein in there as well. So if you're bulking up, you, you know, you've got enough protein there to repair your muscles. Yeah, so it's going to fill like you said, up too. I would struggle to eat that for a week myself too. So I'd probably have to add in a bag of like frozen peas, corn, carrot, uh, maybe even sprinkle some cheese on top. Now you're probably getting up to the $2.30 to <laughs> 40 mark. Wow. Okay, so it uh, is really possible to eat for, for not much at all. Yeah, absolutely. You're gonna. It's probably going to be a bit of mind over matter come Thursday, Friday for yeah. sure. But if <laughs> if you're if you're committed to saving money, yeah, absolutely. I need you on speed dial. But not everyone has Pat on speed dial. So how does everyone else stay well fed without breaking the bank? We ask them. Well, some of them. I consider myself to be reasonably frugal with most things. Like I don't spend a lot of money on luxury clothes. Like I drive a pretty old car. When it comes to food, it just all goes out the window. You know, I might look for a special when I'm standing there at like the fancy cheese part of the supermarket, but you know, I I like to spend a bit more money and I like to get better stuff. And I know it doesn't often make the the difference on the plate. It's definitely an indulgence of mine, but if I'm being honest, and if I had to tighten up the budget anywhere, food's where it needs to happen. I do think I spend too much on meals that I eat at home, mainly because of a lack of planning or maybe I do plan and then something else happens and so I change my mind about what I'm going to prepare or my time to do it. I don't keep a close eye on how much I spend week to week. Sometimes it's don't be afraid of eating jar sauces and things like that where um, the convenience factor is is so much more important uh, than having to buy takeaway. You might be able to put together a quick meal like a spaghetti bolognese using a jar sauce rather than having to take an hour or more to get all the ingredients together and and put them in and cook it all up. I do a mix of um, meal prepping, home meal service and buying pre-made supermarket meals on the way home. Sometimes if we have a really busy week with uh, things on in the evening, things on in the weekend, that's where I'm more likely to fall into a pattern of grabbing takeaway either for lunch at work or after um, I get home and I'm too tired to put things together. All right, I get that meal prepping can be a great way to save some money, but I actually like being in the kitchen and making a meal for my family. There's something really nice about being in the traditional centre of the home, doing this almost ritualistic task of nourishing my people. Is that too sincere for this podcast? Now, well. But seriously, I don't think I'm alone here. Cooking is fun. Chopping carrots is like free therapy. Except you also get to have some chopped carrots at the end. So for the kitchen dwellers out there who actually want to make the time to be near the stove and save some money at the same time, I give you Alice Zaslavsky. 
Alice is a food writer and honorary pineapple project advisor, and she says one way to save cash is to have a big old bowl of backup plan to protect you from ordering in. My number one tip is always have a big pot of soup in your fridge. So it's a big pot of vegetable soup for us. You know, it might be borscht or it might be just a, a blonde, brothy, cabbagey soup. Firstly, it's delicious. I really love it. Secondly, it's nutritious. Thirdly, it's a really good way of using up that stuff that's in the bottom of your crisper and not looking so exciting. And fourthly, on those nights where you come home and you're just like, I've got nothing to eat, where am I going to go? That's going to give you a little tide over uh, to kind of give you some brain power and think about what else you might eat. Or you could just eat a bigger bowl. And like I said earlier, some ingredients make for better value than others. Vegetables will always give you really great bang for buck. And think about shopping at the end of the week at fresh food markets where they tend to get rid of surplus stock and they'll sell it to you at a really discounted rate. And then just make sure you use it. So whether that's making a big pot of soup or some sort of braise or some sort of curry base that then you can add veggies to through the week, it's up to you. Workday lunches are another easy way to burn through your budget. Like, I just had a sandwich, which, if you're unfamiliar with the concept, consists of two slices of bread and some protein. And it cost me, drumroll, $18! <gasps> Meal prep Pat would have survived for months on that much money. But I get the posh sandwich because I figure, hey, I survived all the way to lunchtime. That's worth celebrating. Luckily... Alice has some great tips on how to make your work lunches pop. Whether it's stuff to jazz up your lunches, you know, if you've got some kimchi or sauerkraut in the fridge at work and you can add that into some leaves that you bring, you know, a tin of tuna or a tin of beans, mix that together, you know, with a dressing that you can put into a reused jar. Those are the sort of things that are going to keep you feeling like you're having a new thing every day, even though you're just kind of recycling. Cheese is very useful. Something like a crumbly feta or even, you know, some grated mozzarella. Better yet, just slices of cheese and then you can grate them. <laughs> you can grate it just by tearing it up into a salad or popping it into a sandwich. And don't be afraid to use the equipment in the office kitchen. Things like the toaster or the griddle plate, that can be used over and over again. And not just for toasties. You can use that to reheat things like, let's say you've got last night's roast, Pop it between two pieces of baking paper and give it a good press in the sandwich press and it'll feel like you've made it just before. You get a little bit stanky, so you've got to be conscious of your workmates and obviously the same goes, you know, tuna. Tuna always smells really great when you're eating it, but not so much when someone next to you is eating it. So just be conscientious of your neighbours, but also if you are worried about aromas, reheating something is what will activate those volatile compounds. So just keep it cold. Is anyone else having mild anxiety at the thought of using the communal sandwich press at work? What about the laminated passive-aggressive note that Adrian from HR put up on the wall about hygiene? Doesn't that stress you out? You know what? Let's harden up and make a toasty at work. Are you in pineapples? How about a toasty pact? It was me fist-bumping myself. We're in it together. No matter whether we're heavy preppers like Pat or creative fly-by-the-seat-of-our-pantses like Alice, there's one thing we all have in common. We're going to need to buy our food from somewhere. And the king of meal prep, he's got some supermarket skills. Click and collect. That's the best tip I can say. Oh, really? 
Yeah, absolutely. Click and collect is life-changing. You have to go in with a plan. So what we do is we will pick out a rough menu for the week, especially for meal prep. Uh. You have to individually search the items that you need for that. You could quite easily just type in chocolate or ice cream or whatever, you've uh. got, whatever your vice is and then pick from there. But it is an extra step in the process of having to... You have to seek it out as opposed to just it being there yeah. in your face. And you're not seeing the special right there or you're walking past it and you're like, oh, you know what? I did earn that chocolate today. I'm going to get that. So, you so need to, you're basically protecting yourself from your own emotional impulses. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Uh, and the other thing that you... Like, oh, there's so many benefits. So if you say, let's just say you're looking for cheese or whatever, you type in cheese on Click and Collect, you can filter the results from cheapest to most expensive. So you can go in there and you can find what the cheapest one is per unit price. And Pat says Click and Collect can even act as your budget calculator. When you're doing Click and Collect, there's a running total in the corner. It tells you exactly what's in your basket. So if you're getting close to that total and, you know, maybe you did throw a couple of items in that you probably don't need, you go back and take them out. Or, you know, you've done really good. You come up to 130 and you go, sweet, well, I've got $20 extra. I'm getting... going to type in chocolate or yogurt. Yeah, what ice cream's on special? Get me three of those. When talking to Pat, I found myself thinking about used-by dates. Because when I buy a My Muscle Chef meal from the supermarket, it says when it'll go off. But that's something that's missing when you're doing the prepping yourself. Food safety is obviously really important, so just make sure that you're thinking smart. So something like farinaceous, so rice uh, or grains of any kind, they have a much shorter shelf life than you think. If you're not going to eat all of the rice that you've put in your rice cooker, freeze it right away. Cooked rice freezes beautifully and you can portion it out and eat it as you go. The same goes for other dishes. If you've made a really big batch of bolognese and you don't think they're going to make it through the week and eat it all before it goes off, portion it out, freeze it for Ron. Ron's your mate. You're going to be gifting your future self with something that's delicious. You know, that's what I think is the beauty of meal prep is it's like you're making little gifts for future you. And before we leave Pat to his prepping, one last tip. And it seems like an obvious one, but it does make sense. My number one tip is learn to cook. Learn to cook. So that's the first thing you need to do to be able to meal prep. Learn to cook good. Okay. Learn to cook good. Yeah, like if you're good at cooking, um, it'll make the whole process much easier and more enjoyable. If you want to learn, there's plenty of good channels on YouTube. There's plenty of good people out there. TikTok's a little hard because it's so quick. You've got to keep pausing. Yeah, that's right. You've got to keep pausing and watch it again and you're not seeing all the all those steps in the process. But mm. there's plenty of people out there on YouTube, even if it's very rare for me to cook from a recipe because I do usually know what I'm doing, but if I'm going to experiment a little bit or try something I haven't tried before, there's no shame in jumping on a recipe. Uh, there's some really good websites out there, some really good Australian-run websites. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you just jump on there, read what they're doing, and uh, some of them will come with links to little YouTube videos as well. So what you're saying is there's no excuse for saying, oh, I don't know how to cook. If you've got Wi-Fi, you can watch a tutorial on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think um, is the biggest reason why people maybe start meal prep and then just kind of give up? I would like to think the biggest reason people start would be the same reason I did. Probably out of necessity or a drive to need to change their habits, um, spending too much. Why they stop is they're doing it wrong, it's too hard, it's too time-consuming, and they're not prioritising it. It's like diet or exercise, you have to commit, you know, you have to stick to it and you have to find a way that works for you. Not everyone can give up an hour or two on a Sunday. Some people play sports, some people like to go away on their weekend or, you know, Sunday session at the pub. Whatever you want to do on the weekend, that's fine. I would just say, all right, well, you plan Monday, Tuesday to cook in bulk those nights and Mm -hmm. that should get you through to the end of the week. You know, it's about making it fit into your lifestyle and your routine. I don't know what some of you are thinking. 
What if you can't cook? What if you just don't have the gene? Or maybe you're not into grocery shopping and you just want the tough decisions to be made for you. Enter food subscription services. Here's tech journalist Tegan Jones, who's tested a bunch of them out. So I've used a few of them um, most recently uh, in the last couple of years, and I had pretty good experiences with them. I think they can be quite a good stepping stone for anyone who is just learning how to cook or could benefit from a little bit of extra guidance and ingredient portioning, as well as people who have those really busy lifestyles, don't always have the bandwidth to think about recipes and ingredients and shopping for them. And it's at least cheaper than ordering takeout all the time. And it can be a really good solution for people who are conscious of food waste and don't want to you know, overcook for themselves or for a smaller household. These food subscription services, basically they send you the ingredients for some meals with printed recipes and you do the rest. For five meals a week for two people, it's around the $110 to $120 mark if you don't have some sort of discount applied. So that's getting towards like $10 to $12 a serving. And, you know, it gets a little cheaper per person if you're ordering just three or four meals um, or if you have more people in your household. But it still works out to be about $10 per serving. Ouch, $10 per serving. Compared with Pat's tuna rice dish, which was less than $2 per serving... Now, sometimes the ingredient prices can be um, comparable to their RRP at the shops, um, but you just don't have that advantage of being able to take advantage of um, sales or half-price items and plan meals around those savings, which I do quite a lot in my own life. Well, it's a trick, right, because it seems like you are cooking, whether it is popping something in the microwave or whether it's like you need to chop up some vegetables or boil up some spaghetti before you add something. That's marketing guru Karen Ferry. Karen has a new baby. Congratulations, Karen. So she's spending most of her energy at home feeding the kid. But according to science, she needs to eat too. So Karen says her family does a combo of ready meals from the supermarket and actual cooking with chopping and simmering and stirring and boiling and whatnot. But in comparison to groceries, it never holds up. So they're really actually more targeting towards people who have a mid-level disposable income. You know, they know that it's not going to be about the people who are trying to make ends meet at the end of the week or trying to budget as well. Because it's probably going to be cheaper shopping. Yeah, because you're paying for the service of having someone buy and box and deliver all that stuff for you. There's a service fee. And any listener to this pod feels a full-body cringe at the mention of a service fee. Frugal people do their own servicing, thank you very much. So maybe these meal subscriptions are really to help people save time not money. But if you're keen to try them out, Tegan says it's not too hard to avoid paying full price. If you get them sort of at a discount, I know that you can usually find them around a lot, um, like coupon codes and things like that. I've seen them get down to about $6 per serving, which is not bad. Um, and, And you do see a lot of those coupons out there. So I always say do a bit of a Google or use one of those, uh, coupon code browser extensions, they can be helpful. All right, let's add this all up. Here are the top tips. One, time equals money. If you're serious about meal prep, add it to your weekly chores. Make it fun. Do it with your partner or your family. Maybe in fancy dress. Two, if you want to order in, do it with a meal service, but get it when it's on sale or take advantage of the trial periods. Three, Use click and collect for your weekly grocery shopping. That way, you're less likely to impulse buy and you probably save some money. Four, invest in a freezer. That way, you can always have a backup meal ready to go. 
and five. Now this is a big one. Learn to cook. Why outsource a job you can have so much fun with? Next time on The Pineapple Project, they don't eat out or care about fashion or pay to use public transport. So why are babies so expensive? And do they have to be? You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app. Hi, I'm Angela Boipierre and I'm the host of Schmeichgeist, the new pop culture podcast from ABC Everyday. Every week we'll decode the biggest trends, some you're a part of and some you're not, to work out why we love what we love. Whether that's astrology, the carnivore diet, hate watching certain reality TV shows or dressing like a literal child. I make designer adult pacifiers and that's not something you hear every day. And we'll be answering the questions you didn't know you needed answers to, such as why a selfie's getting uglier. <laughs> I was just like, you know what, balls to the wall, the people need to see. There's a new episode out every Wednesday on the ABC Listen app. This is such a great joy for people. You've got to let people have this. Do you know how tough that world is out there? 